Hey, what's happening? This is your host, Tinto. And before we get started on this weekend's episode, I thought to give a shout out to everybody that got me coffees, starting with you, Ruwa. Thank you so much for your generosity and your comment reads, thanks so much for an entertaining podcast and keep us gasping and laughing every week. Yo, this stuff ain't a joke, man. <laughs> and then next up, we have VS Jade. Thank you so much for your continued support. You've supported the podcast in more than one way. And for you to do this really goes a long way. I appreciate you. And then last but not least, we have Ndini Fadzi, also known as Mbinga. Oh no, that's not right. If you're a woman, you're a Mbingares. Thank you so much for your continued support. This is not the first time that you've gotten me coffees and your comment goes, please keep laughing. <laughs> Guys, this thing ain't a joke. <laughs> but no, I get it. Thank you so much. Um, if you'd like to do the same, please head over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash feeling. Oh man, that's a tongue twister. Let's try it again. If you'd like to give your support, please head over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash feeling station and give as your spirit leads. Remember, there is nothing that is too small to keep the podcast that you've grown to love alive without out of the way let's head over into this weekend's episode and hey i gotta warn you this one is something else brace yourselves is that a breakup i think we have a situation right here the hello hey hey what's happening hey i'm good Welcome to the Feeling Station. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> oh, nervous. Oh, yeah. I remember you told me that you were feeling nervous a couple of minutes ago. But hey, like I said, this is the place where we sit down and chill and just talk. So within five minutes or so, all your nerves, I hope, would have gone. I hope so, too. I hope yeah. so, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So before we get started, for those who are listening to the podcast for the first time, it touches on breakup stories that people would like to talk about with a view to give you lessons from my guest experience. And one of the reasons why the podcast is doing well is because um, I do my best to keep my guests anonymous, which brings me to the fun part. The part that I give you the name that you're going to use for the duration of this episode. Okay. You, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you seem nervous. You sound nervous. <laughs> oh, I am. Oh my God. I'm going to make a fool of myself right now in about two minutes. This is okay. going to be very interesting. So I've gone over to Libya. Mm -hmm. And the name that I have for you, have you got a pen and paper for this? Because I yes, think I you will need You do? Okay. So okay. it's Jafina, which is J A double F. Double F. Yep, I-N-A, Jafina. Jafina, yeah, what does Jafina. that mean? What that, now, that means someone who keeps away from sins. Oh, <laughs> yep. wow, this is irony. <laughs> oh, is it ironic? How, how, how so? Okay, right how now I do. Right now I do, but back uh -huh. then, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of getting into all sins. <laughs> In fact, do you know what, yeah? I think the only person mm -hmm. who's really able to keep away from sins is going to be something like Gabriel, the angel or something. Because we are all born with sin, right? It's human to sin. <laughs> That's true. That's so for true. someone to say, someone who keeps away from sin, hey, I, I, I wish to meet someone like that in real life. So that's what Jafina means. I, I like it. I like yeah? it because I'm trying to be a Jafina right now. Uh, cool. Yeah. Now, I like that too. And uh, one of the other reasons why the podcast is doing great is... Um, in fact, before I get to that part, I need you to tell me the name of the guy that you're going to talk about. This is interesting because I think we're going to go with the Bible theme here. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I had big job. Mm -hmm. Job Ooh. like job from the Bible. Jeez, I remember Job. Job went through a tumultuous time, you know, because he had, um, you know, he had all of those ailments that came. He lost all his wealth and all his riches and his family kept on telling him to, you know, get rid of God and denounce the love for God. But he stood by God. And then yes. God eventually gave him everything back, you know, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Exactly. He was a good man, but he yeah. went through shit. Yeah, mm. he was an amazing man. He was loyal to God and stuff, but he yeah. went through shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why Job. So, you're going to stick with the name Job? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the name Job. Okay, so the story is pretty much about Jafina and Job. Jafina and Job, JJ, I like also, it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually a really good uh, collaboration there. Uh, yeah. The second reason why the podcast is doing good is um, there are real life lessons that you as the listener can pick up from my guest story. So mm -hmm. for you, Jafina, what would you like people to learn from the story that you're going to share today? 
Uh, I think I'm gonna go with um, fall in love with how you're treated, because Ooh. if they value, they will treat you right. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. Um, I'm just gonna play that back. So you said fall in love with how you're treated. That that that's yes. really deep. And then because yes. if somebody falls in, I mean, because if somebody values you, they will treat you right. Yes, awesome. you're not gonna hate. You're not gonna hate on what you love. You're not gonna mistreat it. You're not gonna abuse it because you love it. Oh, yeah. that is that is magic. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And then, have you got a second lesson? This is the second and last. That mm-hmm. good boys ain't fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know why I'm laughing? Because I'm always saying this: the good guys finish last. That's what they say, and the good girls finish. It's it's funny and it's weird, right? I've got a couple yeah. of friends who I yeah. know. They are really good girls. Like they're amazing women. <laughs> But the guys that they're with, I'm just like, yo, <laughs> what is this I about? I mean, so, so, so I'm hoping that your story is going to, uh, in part, tell us why girls love bad boys. Because that ties into your lesson. You said good boys. <laughs> ain't fun. Ain't fun. But bad boys ain't good. Like they said, <laughs> bad boys ain't good because they ain't good. Let's just be honest. They are not. <laughs> right. So I'm going to play those two lessons back. First one up, fall in love with how you're treated. Because if mm-hmm. somebody values you, they will treat you right. And they won't mm-hmm. mistreat anything that they love. And then of lesson course. number two, good boys ain't fun, but bad boys ain't good. The anger. <laughs> this has already sounded like lyrics to a song. So we're going to crack straight mm-hmm. into it. Um, Jafina, where did you meet Job? And why did you decide this is the guy that I want to be with? So this is, I need like a small background to how I met Job because yeah, it sure. all adds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jafina at the moment is very naive. Like well, straight from. In, in fact, mm-hmm. before we, we won't even describe it as Jafina. Just say I was very because you're talking I was about very, you, right? That's true. That's mm, true. I was very naive. I was hoping like if I make it a third person, I'll feel less guilty. Nah, but... nah. We don't do that person here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got uh-huh. me. I mm-hmm. was very naive at the moment. I was fresh off high school. And in my region, we do not discuss matters sex in school. Like we do not discuss sexuality. We do not discuss feelings. You just find out on your own. Why? It's... Why is that? I don't know. I think it's just the culture. It's the culture. Like, they're afraid if they teach kids, like, mm-hmm. safe sex and sex, they're mm-hmm. going to, like, vouch for them to go have sex or something. Now, the way that I see that, I, I was introduced to a woman's vagina in biology. And, and <laughs> you know, too. and I was 15. Okay. When we're talking about the reproductive system, like, this yes. is a penis, this is a vagina. And when the two come mm-hmm. together, if one gets excited, some seeds get planted on an egg and an egg produces babies. Yes. So that's when I got introduced to it. And I remember um, getting more curious about what that thing probably looks like in real life. So uh-huh. I kind of see why there would be that hesitation to talk about it because it makes your brain curious about what it is in real life. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And in my part, it's so bad. They try to suppress it. Like mm-hmm. in high school here, like they're mostly gendered, first of all. The high schools are mostly gendered. And they put liquid paraffin in food like kerosene, and apparently it's supposed to, like, suppress the libido. You're joking! I am not kidding. That could be dangerous. I know. And they'll even put, like, a... I, I know, they'll even put, like, a more, like, some more dose if there's, like, a boy's school coming to visit. So no way! To further. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, I'm not. And I and the reason the, the reason why I say that is that is that kerosene is actually dangerous if it's you know somebody if it's uh, if it's consumed by by humans. Yeah, somebody tell tell my government that it's actually not even my country only. It's my region. Like this is quite common. That is crazy because you know you know kerosene is actually what they call combustible hydrocarbon, right? Which is derived from petroleum. And mm-hmm. if somebody consumes that, it's as good as consuming wax. And when wax is put into your system, it coagulates everything in there. Apparently. Your blood is not going to flow properly. Um, and when your blood doesn't flow properly, what happens? You, you, you die. I cannot I believe they... Okay, so could you guys taste that some kerosene has been put in this food? 
We would. We actually thought it was a spice at some point. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. I've never heard anything like this in my life. <laughs> Yep. Hey, okay. <laughs> Come to so, my part of sound. Okay, so whenever yeah. you'd have some of the food without kerosene, you'd feel like there's a spice which is missing from this. <laughs> I know. Like you go home and you're thinking, hmm, something is missing. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. So, yes, um, you, you got a lot of boys' schools and a lot of girls' schools. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't teach you pretty much about sex education. Exactly. Okay. So when when I'm getting into campus, it's basically me and my non-suppressed libido getting into campus and we're trying to like discover everything. Yeah. Mm. We're trying to discover boys. We're trying to discover life and just basically who I am at that point. Yeah. So a few days after I get into campus, I'm in the elevator going to class. Some tall guy walks in. He's Mm -hmm. rough around the ages. No, this is Dr. Love. What does rough around the edges mean? He is, he is a bit, I don't want to say a bit gato, but you know, a bit unkempt. Mm, okay. A, a bit, yeah, yeah. Okay. A bit yeah. rough, you know. A bit rough, a bit okay. rough. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you guys look like, like, you guys look like you're freshmen. Mm. He say, yeah. He's like, good. Because my name is Dr. Love. Mm. And I have enough love to go around. That guy was a cheesy, he was a cheesy brother, wasn't he? He was very cheesy, yeah? <laughs> he was. And I did not mind because cheesy mm. just shows me that you have some level of confidence. Mm-hmm. So we hit it off because I'm very chatty. We become friends instantly. And he becomes like a life coach. He is introducing me to everything, to weed, to alcohol, to wow. partying. Every single thing I get to know through him. He also introduces me to my first boyfriend, Job. So, Dr. Love, didn't Dr. Love have an interest in you? He actually did, but he was just too much for me. I am chatty. He is chatty. I can see through the cheesiness. I think Mm. he just decided to give his brother a a through pass at this point. I am not sure why. Because he tried to hit on me quite a few times. But he just decided to give a brother a hookup or something. Did you say no to him when he tried to hit on you? I did. I made it very clear because there was somebody on the Lolo whom I was interested in. He had a ponytail. I was liking that ponytail. And I was like, nah, this is not going to work. Now you're yeah. confusing me a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So you've got the guy who's rough around the edges with unkempt hair that you're attracted to <laughs> and drawn to because you like his energy. But on the low, you, you like a fine kept guy who's got a ponytail. Yes. And so I'm not attracted two? to, I'm not attracted, sorry, I'm not attracted to um, Dr. Love sexually. I like him as a person. I like okay. him as a friend. Yeah. Right. So you like the energy that he has as an individual, but exactly. on a sexual level, he's not appealing to you. No, not at all. Not at okay. all. Yeah. The ponytail guy. What was happening there then? Uh, we were, we, we had gone on a few dates. We had gone on a picnic here. But, we, but he was not doing the most, basically. He was not treating me like a lady. Like, he was just there half-assing. Let me just say half-assing that relationship. Would not be meeting up. And now, for someone who had not been exposed to sex and weed and all of that, how did you yeah. know how a woman should be treated? Because I think Dr. Love was kind of showing me the other side. Like, you can be going on dates every single night if you'd like, you know? Mm. Because we'd basically be going out, not just me and him, but me and him and his boys. I had come to realize that maybe influence from the TV, but I I got to know that there could be more. Okay, okay, I see, I see. And this wasn't coming from Mr. Ponytail. It was not coming from Mr. Ponytail. Okay, right. So Job, on this particular day when Job is introducing me to Mm. actually hooking his brother up, because I did not know it was a hookup. Mm -hmm. We're going home from school. And a job comes to meet us. Mm. My first impression of him is that he is just short. He is a short man. I'm a 5'3". <laughs> and he's also like a 5'3". Oh, dear. Okay. I know. I know. Somebody <laughs> needs to get things from the top shelf. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we got to the stage. He's taking me, they take me to the bus station to get my bus. He offers to buy us something to drink. Mm. Uh, and as he goes to buy something to drink, Dr. Love is telling me that this guy is a good guy. Mm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
no ponytail, not gonna work for me. <laughs> okay. Home. Yeah. Yeah. But after that, he we keep he keeps coming to like the things that we're doing. Like it's a drink cup, he's there. He's mm-hmm. always showing up. Mm-hmm. But he never like literally like approaches me or tells me anything. Mm-hmm. Until one day we go out, I get tipsy. I used to be very stupid when I was tipsy. I would attract attention. I will just try seek for attention. How would you attract this attention? What would you do? I'll be dancing with like everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. I'd be pulling on people's shirts so that they can listen to me. I don't wow. know. Silly. I was too much. I was <laughs> you would turn much. into something completely different to when you were sober. Completely different. Okay. Yeah. I was used to taking milk like two months mm-hmm. ago. Now I'm just taking weed and everything wrong. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally from one extreme to the other. From one extreme to the other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this night I get tipsy and Dr. Love says that, you know what? You are too tipsy to go home by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so we'll go home with Job. He'll take good care of you. Mm. I'm thinking Job is an unlikely suggestion. Like, I don't even talk to him that much. Mm. But he convinces me that he's going to be good. If he tries anything, I should call him. Okay. I'm like, okay. I go home to Job's place and true to Dr. Love's words, he does not even try to like touch me or anything. We basically sleep in the same bed. He mm. does not offer to sleep on the couch, but he does not do anything. Yeah. How did that make you feel that he didn't do anything? Did that make you feel unattractive? No, not really. I've not had sex. So no. Okay. I was actually very terrified of sleeping with a man. I'd slept in the corner. Like next to the wall. <laughs> very you, you really tucked yourself clothes. to the edge of the bed, yeah? Yes, with all my clothes. I almost went in with my shoes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> all my clothes. I was not willing to change into anything. I don't know. I was paranoid. I slept okay. with all my clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next day I decided, you know what? This man is a good man. Mm. He did not do anything to me. He did not rape me. I better reward him. I make him a meal. I make him spaghetti. I think I make him some meatballs or something. Mm-hmm. He mistakes this for like wife material. Mm. And spoiler alert, I was not wife material, by the way. I was not. I was. <laughs> you knew you were not wifey material, but in his I head, know. he thought, oh, okay, she's doing all the right things. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. He asked me to go to his end of year party. Mm-hmm. I've never been to one of those, so I decided, you know what, why not? I want to go to an end of year party. And this is how I get to realize that Job is a man who lets you shine. Yeah. Mm. Job creates the setup and you're the jewel. Like shine, baby, shine. Nice. I'm gonna provide you with everything. If you need water, you get it. And I'm gonna sit back and just watch you. Yeah. Let you be. Yeah. Mm. So at the end of your party, it's quite nice. We chat and again, I go back to his place. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm interested, but because I have nothing else to do. I'm bored. Wow. So you're <laughs> going over to a guy's house just to chill and have a bit of fun. But yeah. you're not really into the guy. No, I was not into him. So how were you going to have fun? I, I don't know. By the, I just think I didn't have anything else to do. Okay. But, yeah. Let's just say, you know, have anything else to do. Yeah. And he was better than doing nothing, pretty much. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. So here he's trying to show me how he's a better man because he knows about my ponytail guy. Mm -hmm. He's trying to, he's buying me airtime at that night, that specific night. He's buying Mm -hmm. me airtime. He asked me, but why isn't your ponytail guy calling you? You've been here two days. Yeah. Nothing from him. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. He, he he is not doing the most. But yeah, after that, we go out on a few more dates. He introduces me to his boys. I meet everyone. And he is kind of showing me off. So what is he introducing you as? Just as, I, I don't know. He does not say anything, but he just takes me. Like, we're always together. Like, he takes me mm. to a meetup with his boys. So, you basically like, say, hi, this is Jafina, Jafina, this is exactly. blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. This is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, he manages to convince me that he's a better person. So, I decided, you know what, ponytail guy, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Job, 
you're next. Okay. But, but to be honest, I wasn't like interested in terms of feelings. I was, I liked how he treated me, but I did not know much or think much about him. Mm. Does it make sense? It makes sense. It sounds to me like you was in the brother zone right from the beginning. That's what it sounds like because you, you know, you like how he treats you as a person, but he doesn't feel like you had sexual chemistry with him yet. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, at school, uh, I become friends. I start getting my own friends apart from Dr. Love, mm-hmm. friends from my own class. We form like a clique of 10 people mm-hmm. and we start hanging out at the hostels. But then the moment Job and I, Take back the moment Job and I became a relationship, he started taking me out on a date on every single night. Every night? Every night we would have my favorite meal. Every did this guy come? Did, did this guy come from a wealthy family? No, he did not. The, the so meal was not expensive, by the way, but everything it was my favorite meal. So that is what I like to eat, and that is what he'd buy us every single night. What is it that you like to eat? Pulav. It's it's an Indian dish. Okay, right. Gotcha. So you yeah. had that every day? Every day for as long as I was in school and he was at work. Wow. I knew at seven, that's what I'm going to have. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at, so at school, I get my own friends. Um, we start chilling out. Sorry, Go out ahead. of curiosity before you, you speak more about your friends. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've told me that you guys are now a boyfriend and a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So your boyfriend and girlfriend with somebody who you have in the brother zone, that doesn't add up. Did you at some point now find him attractive enough for you to say, yes, I see you as my boyfriend? Oh, no, I'm going to sound terrible because I did not, I never found him to be attractive. And that's why he never met my friends. Whoa, you did not what? introduce Job to your friends? Never. Is this at the beginning or during the whole relationship? Eventually, he gets to meet one. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. Right. Were you embarrassed of Job? Was, was, he, was he ugly? Was he not good looking? Was no, he no, no, no. Let, let's not say ugly. No, not ugly, but... Unattractive. Not to me. He was not very attractive to I, me. I didn't... I this know. doesn't add up. How do you say yes to a guy who's unattractive, a guy you're not sexually attracted to, and a guy who you have in the brother zone because you slept with your clothes on the whole damn time? Because he is good. He's a good person. He buys me things. He buys me gifts. He takes me out. Okay, That's so we're attracted to, to his money oh, more than no, his don't personality. Say that. Well, that's the question because that's how it's coming across now. Everything you just mentioned is got to do with things he was doing for you money-wise. Yeah, let's just and say I was not a Jafina. Yeah, I was not good. I was So you're not keeping away from sins? <laughs> I wasn't. And I did not mind money. I did not mind being taken care of. Right. I'm going to ask you a few more questions because this is becoming more interesting as, as the story unfolds. Yeah. When did you guys have sex? We never did. <laughs> You never had sex during the whole relationship. So wait, wait, wait. At some point, he introduces, I tell him that I do not want to have sex because I'm a virgin and I want to not have sex till I'm 26. I make it very clear from the word go. Why 26 specifically? When I was in high school, there was this very, very pretty chick who came to speak to us. Uh, She was a daughter of a pastor and she mentioned very proudly that she was a 26-year-old virgin. And I yeah. thought it was the coolest thing I ever had. So I kept it. So does this mean that you never used to feel um, turned on? And I'm getting to that point. Okay, cool. Um, so we start chilling at the room, 12 people basically. And at first we're just listening to music. And then we all start playing games. Mm-hmm. Naughty kind. Spin okay. the bottle. Truth or dare. So enough people are kissing each other on dares and stuff, yeah? Mm-hmm. I was mostly a spectator because I was a scared virgin, but I would make out with a few guys here and there. What does making out mean? Fast pace, 
and that they would try to show off to other people in the room by like touching you like on your breasts and stuff. So first base, second base, but that's it. You see, you'd have to educate me a little bit. What's the difference between first base and second base? I feel like the like kissing and stuff and then first base is like with all the clothes on, like just touching. Okay. But no clothes go off. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I would leave them and then I'd go to job to job like mm-hmm. on job state. And I would be very, very honey, you know, because I'm doing foreplay at one room and go to jobs. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. So so what would you do with this feeling that you had? I would just go make out, like I'd be kissing him, touching him. Sometimes sometimes we'd go home, back home to his place. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to head, oral sex. Now, who was giving it? Was he giving it to you or you were giving it to him? He was giving it to me. Okay. So he could tell that you are feeling horny and he also understands that you're a virgin. So he's not in a rush to break that commitment you've made to yourself. Exactly. And so he's going for the alternative, the next best thing, which in his head was to give you oral sex. Exactly. Okay, so he introduces you to this oral sex thing and what did you think about it? <laughs> I loved it. I was <laughs> I was like, please do, like the next day, please do the same thing that you did yesterday. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Not stop. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. But that was the mistake that he did. Yeah. Like he was introducing me to something that he could not put a lead on it. You know, like he had just started something that he was not going to end, that is not going to finish. Like once I left that room, he was not in control of who was going to give me head next. He did not know this because he thought that she's a good girl. Wait a minute. Wait a whole minute. Explain that to me, Jafina. No, I think you're speaking in parables. Explain that to me. So what you're basically saying is he introduces you to receiving head. Yeah. You love it so much that you you expand it to not just him giving you head. Soon enough. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll hold fire and let you talk about that. But I'm going to bring it back if you don't. It's now planted (laughs) at the back of my head. (laughs) So, okay, okay, go on with the story then. Anyway, so we go on long holiday and this is where it all goes south because we're taking a five min- five months holiday from school after mm. the first year. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I, I reconnect with a high school friend who had become a dancer. Mm-hmm. A boy or yeah. a girl? A girl yeah. who had become a dancer. And the dancer lifestyle is different. They, they live a very different lifestyle here. Like mm. everybody in her dance school had slept with everybody and cheated with everybody quite literally. Mad thing. Like it was one big, one big bedroom. It it doesn't sound like people had a problem with that. No, they didn't. Like this is Sin City, by the way. Like this wow. is what people do, you know? That's crazy. It was. It was. So... In the apartment that Kushi, my friend, I'm calling, I'm calling her Kushi. In the apartment that mm-hmm. Kushi was living, mm-hmm. there was a guy, there were guys, a group of guys who were living together and they would work out, like lift weights mm-hmm. outside, outside their house. Mm-hmm. And they were quite like chiseled men. They were muscled, yeah? <laughs> so they're like outside working out, showing off their big guns. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know, I'm in trouble. Because I discovered that I do not mind chiseled either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm only laughing because of all these discoveries that you're making. So you discovered that you don't mind a chiseled man, yeah? (laughs) I do not mind. I do not mind one bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the chiseled man is giving me attention. One of the boys, yeah, muscle mm. boys, giving me attention. So mm. soon enough, I get comfortable. I start going to, when I go to Kushi's place, I'm always going to muscle boy's house. And yeah, it gives me head 
quite often. So how did he know to give you head? Did, did, did you, had you guys had the discussion to say, look, whenever we get physical, I like receiving head. Do you have that discussion or do you just pull his head? And, okay, sorry. I, I, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know because the thing is, did he know that you're a virgin? He did. I made that very clear from the word go. So that is where he would have got the cue to say that first thing that he's going to do is not going to try to have sex, but maybe warm you up to the idea of having sex. Yes. And in some guys' heads, that means the closest to that thing is giving head. That's true. So you kind of gave him a signal without making it obvious. Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. right. So yeah, he's giving you head and stuff. He's giving me head and stuff. Oh, we should just call this the head episode. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to do that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we start getting close. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Kushi uh, and Kushi uh, is interested in one of a crew member in a certain dance group. Yeah. Yeah. He's interested in a crew member. And one of the boys in the crew member is in the dance school that Kush is going to. So yeah. this boy is coming over to Kush's place quite often because mm-hmm. uh, Kush is inviting her as a way to just hook her up with one of the crew members. Yeah. Okay. This guy is dancer boy. Mm-hmm. And dancers dance. That's mm-hmm. what they do, Tinto. They dance and that mm-hmm. shit is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that that you can tell how good somebody's in bed by the way that they dance. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so if if that is true, then it ties into exactly what you're saying to say that people who can dance look really sexy. They do. Mm. So at this point, my relationship with Job, you can already tell it's cracking. We are not meeting up. I sometimes switch off my phone for two weeks for as long as at Kush's place. And when I switch it back on, it's like, hey, you know, we are dating. That's what he says. He cannot be doing this. How comes we do not meet? And it just gave him excuses like, oh, I'm at home. You know, I'm giving attention to my mom. It's just something stupid. I don't think I gave him any solid reason for him to just stick around. So you were lying about where you would be? I was lying, but sometimes I would say I'm at Kushi's. But since he, he knows that Kushi's female, he does not suspect a thing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I know, I know. So when uh, Dancer Boy walks into the picture, one day we're going to the dance school because they Mm. used to have happy hour on Fridays and they will sell drinks and perform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that day that I went to the dance school, Dancer Boy was performing. He was an amazing dancer. Like he got even the solo dances by himself. Wow. And that day as he was dancing... He was only looking at me. Maybe I, maybe I imagined this, but he was only looking at me. Yeah. And it felt like it felt like it was just him and I in that room, and mm-hmm. that's all the that's all the lines he needed. He did not need to hit on me any further. He had done enough in that on that dance floor. He had wow. done more than enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's coming over to Kush's place. We start mm, the naughty games again. Like guys in my area are, I don't know, no game, man. We don't need to play truth or dare for you to get a chick. But anyway, you're playing naughty games. And then mm-hmm. now he manages to come with like his crew members. So Kushi is good. Kushi is fine. Yeah, she's sorted. Mm-hmm. So we're playing naughty games. Uh, we're making out, kissing and stuff, whatever. So one day I ask him, I dare him. To, mm. to like give me a love bite. I was curious as to how those worked. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. So it gives me a love bite on the neck. And that's that. The next day as I'm going to the shop, a muscle boy and his friends are outside. Hey. Yay. And, and you got a love bite. On my neck. <laughs> <laughs> this is about to get interesting. It's about to go down. It's mm-hmm. about to go down. So one of the boys notices the love bite and he says, mm. interesting tattoo on your neck. Oh. Snap. And, and did he say this in front of all of the guys? 
that's exactly what he did in what front a of douche. all his he's an absolute douche i mean i i get what he was doing for his boys but bro mm-mm. right mhm and at this point i think the boy had the muscle boy had already had also like like seen the the, the love bite so mm. he is furious he cannot react in front of his his boys so i just run i just go back to the house you know like i'm at this point I just go to the house i'm like um i need to go i just go and muscle boy follows me to the house mm. he needs an explanation like where did that tattoo come from where did that love bite come from <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Tattoo>. <laughs> call it the right thing <laughs> yeah where did the love bite come from so as i'm trying to explain to him i, I am a terrible liar like i'm stammering mm. i'm like um and some people came over it was just a game Guess who calls? Dancer boy. No. Job. Job calls. <laughs> oh no. Ah, this is crazy. This is this is like oh. Okay, so, so I am panicking. Yeah? So did you pick up the phone? I did. Jesus. Cuz he was looking at me like, yeah, like I couldn't just go look at my phone and not pick it. Yeah. I have to pick it up. Mhm. <sighs> So he's like, who's that? And on the other side, Job is like, what's happening? Like, who's that? Because he can hear like a male voice in the background. Yes. I'm like, um, um, how about I call you later? Job is like, you sound like you don't want to talk to me. I tell him yes. Because at this point, I just need this phone call to end. Yeah. Yeah. So I hung up. And Muscle Boy asks, so is that the guy who was giving you a love bite? I'm like no. <laughs> he is livid. He lives. He's angry. He cannot be able to say anything. He lives. Mm-hmm. And this is when I realize that by the way, I don't have enough game to have three men at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not Captain Planet. Yeah. I cannot do that. Oh. <laughs> what a way to realize that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Somebody yeah. has to go. Somebody has to go. Mm. And unfortunately muscle boy you're chiseled and stuff but you do not make me see stars as you dance you know you have wow. to go I know So and I'm also clearing up the way for dancer boy because I'm thinking he could be the main guy according yeah. to my thinking back then I was silly You see I like how you say he could be the main guy which means you're opening yeah. the door for 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 other guys or for Joe <laughs> this is this is this is insane so if 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 dancer boy becomes your main guy was job going to be your backup or someone else would have been in the backup position where was job in all of this what number was he at this point job job was like job just came he got an upgrade from 3 because when muscle boy was there it was job <laughs> it was dancer boy muscle boy job <laughs> Now he got an upgrade. Now he was two. Yeah, a solid okay. second. Right. But anyway, so I called Job up and I'm like, "Yo, you know what? I think I started feeling guilty because I'm mm. crossing. I started mm-hmm. feeling guilty. I called him up and I'm like, you know, what? I think I need a break. <laughs> He's like, why? I've been acting all weird. I don't know. I don't know why he was shocked that I needed the break. But he's like, how long do you need this break for? Because Job loved me. To be honest, he did love me a lot. It it yeah. it sounds that way. Yeah, so he asks me why uh why mm-hmm. do you, how like why do you need a break? I don't give him any solid reason. Yeah, because you didn't have one uh, apart from the fact any. that apart from the fact that you weren't into him. So why weren't you honest enough to tell him that it's because I'm not into you? Maybe I was afraid of hurting him. I don't know. But you were hurting him by being dishonest. That's true. So so you wouldn't have made it any worse. In fact, you'd have made it better for him than you would have been able to make a choice either to stay or leave knowing that he's got the information. So you pretty much robbed him of that. That's true. I was selfish. I was selfish. Mm. Yeah, I was. I was. Okay. But as for the break, uh mm-hmm. so that uh, I can try see if Dancer Boy is the one. I don't know which one, but the the one. Yeah? Mhm. So but while on a break uh, <laughs> I am a terrible person. Anyway, Kushi and I will be hungry and 
if I needed food, I know the guy to call his job. So I would call him up. Wow. I know. You know, just like we thought and just like we said, Job was really just in this as as the money guy. You know, he was the one who was taking off yeah. care of your financial needs and then occasionally giving you a good head. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that you used Job? I did. I did use him a lot. And did you know that you were using him at the time? Or now when you look in hindsight is when you realize that you you were using him? Yeah, when I, when I look in hindsight, I look in retrospect, when I think about it, I think I, think I was using him. At yeah. that moment, I was just discovering and I thought I was a 10. I thought I was an amazingly beautiful chick. Yeah. Who deserved all that life had to offer. I don't know. I was not thinking much, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I would call him up and he would buy me food. And mm. by the way, I'm not a fan of meat. And he knew mm. it because he knew mm. me so well. Mm. But I would go and I'm like, I want chips and chicken. He goes to the counter, forgets the order, returns. He's like, are you eating chicken? I'm like, yeah. And you know what? I eat my chips because he buys us food and goes back to his office. He just mm. comes, buy us food, literally, and goes back to the office. So this is when he gets to meet Kushi. Right. Yeah. For the first time. And one For of your only... Time. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense now. The only friend that he gets to meet. So uh, I eat my chips and guess who <laughs> gets to eat my chicken? I take my chicken to Dancer Boy. And I do this quite often, like quite a bit. Like for as long as he was buying us food, I would eat like the what's the carbs and I'll take the meat to, to him to eat. Jafina, tell me something. <laughs> Did you at least feel guilty every time you handed chicken to another man that had been bought for you by someone who loves you? He he knew. He knew it came from Job. He knew. But for you, he, how did you knew. How did you feel handing that chicken over all the time, knowing that it's coming from somebody's heart, it's coming from somebody's well-hard-earned cash who he thinks is taking good care of, but he wasn't? How did you feel? Did you feel guilty? Did you feel unbothered? Now, now I'm feeling guilty. Back then, I don't think it bothered me much, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, Dancer Boy... Did he understand that you and Job were boyfriend and girlfriend? He did. He did. And and he didn't mind? Dancer, well, you know, remember dancer lifestyle? You, you were eating somebody else's chicken. This is a lot. Figuratively. Like, yeah? this, this is a lot. Um, <laughs> I am literally speechless. I know. Okay, all right. So you're handing the chicken over. He's munching. The chicken is enjoying... And whilst he ate, one day he tells me, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this for you. Do what? Exactly. He's like, the, well, eating the chicken is like, you know, I'm not going to be able to provide this lifestyle for you. I'm not going to be able to be doing the dates and buying you food. I cannot even afford it. Wow. And what did you say? I think I made a joke out of it. I was like, what, the chicken? Don't worry, I'm not into meat. I think that's what I said. Mm. Something stupid like that. Anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, this goes on for a while. And then the dancer boy gets his own girlfriend. Because he's tired of being a side bitch. Like he's tired at some point. He's tired of being a side bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because I've... Never heard a guy being called that before. <laughs> but that's literally oh what he was in this case. That's what he was. Oh my God. That's what he okay. was. And, okay. and he gets... Okay, so he got tired of being a side <laughs> And then... So yeah, he got, he got his own girlfriend. So at this point, we're both cheating. But I'm on a break, but we're both cheating, yeah? Um, yeah. <laughs> I realized that, okay, maybe if I break up with Job, I was thinking, I thought that I was playing this out in my head, like this cut mm -hmm. goes here, this piece goes here. Maybe mm -hmm. if I break up with Job, mm -hmm. the dancer and I can have a better chance. Right, okay. So I call Job, I'm like, we need to talk, you know? This is when we get to talk. I go to mm -hmm. his place, 
And uh, he's now asking the right questions. He's like, what, what is up? Uh, is there someone? I tell him, yeah, but it's just a fling. He's like, who is it? I mm. tell him, it's just, I, will not, I was not able to tell him that it was a dancer because remember the ponytail guy? Yeah. Now a dancer, I think he would have been crushed just by Oh, thinking. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I'm, I'm going for a type. Okay. So I tell him that it's just somebody from home, but it's just a fling. It's, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. He asks me, do you love me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, no. Why were you suddenly being very honest now? Is it because you knew you wanted out and you had nothing to lose? I, I think so. I'll, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And how did you take that? He was, he was crushed. I've never seen an African man cry because they're taught not to, apparently. Mm-hmm. I saw him cry. And by the way, this gets even worse because that day his dad was visiting him. He was in town. And soon after me telling him all that, his dad walks in. Yeah. Lord of he mercy. goes to the bedroom to just cry because he can't take it. Mm-hmm. And Tinto, I know this is when it gets really fucked up. Because you know what I do? I remain in the living room and I'm chatting up his dad. And in my head, I'm thinking, I want to know if I can be accepted by a father. You know, am I the nice daughter-in-law type? Am I the kind who's loved by a father-in-law? That was what I was thinking. So I was basically charming him up, doing the most. I know, like, yeah, I'm in uni. I am doing this and that in uni. You know, I was just doing the most. While his son Mm. (sighs) is in the bedroom crying. Anyway, that was that. And that's how I broke up with him. That is painful. It is. It is. Did Did he at least try and contact you after? (sighs) <sighs> we tried, I think I went back to him, but that's story for, I went back, I tried going back to him like two years later, but story for another day. Is that because it didn't work out with, um, with Dancer Boy? Now, <laughs> you know how you think, I'm sure you're thinking, I deserve karma, right? I deserve karma, I deserve, I deserve life, lemons, you know, the yeah. lemons that life throw you away and mm. I get it. Very cold. Served very cold. Oh, you got it, yeah? Very cold. Because two weeks later... Well, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, I'm inclined to have a part two of the story. <laughs> really? Because, yeah, because looking at where our time is and the yeah. amount of detail that we're going to get about how karma dished you with lemons... I'm going to cut it real short and I'm not going to enjoy it as much as I want to because I think I want to really go into the details. Yeah. And what I think it also does, it allows me to go full circle with what happened then to then make it okay for you to share your story now. That's true. So for everybody listening to this episode, this is the first time I've had to do this, but I'll have to introduce a part two to this episode and hopefully you guys are going to tag along with us. But right now, I'm really, really feeling crushed for Job because he was clueless. But in the same breath, at least he was able to get the true side of the story and that you were honest with him. Even though your reason for the honesty wasn't really out of the goodness of your heart. It was really for a selfish reason. Yeah. It was for you to feel free of Job to then be with the dancer so that you can say to the dancer, you don't need to worry about Job anymore. I'm yours 100%. Mm-hmm. So, who did you have sex with first then? The dancer or somebody else? Somebody else altogether. And is that going to be in part two of the story? <sighs> he's a skunk, but I guess he can... Oh, he's a skunk. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen... Dish me my lemons, yeah? <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to go any further into this because I can tell there's a hell of a lot to unpack with this episode. 
So for those who are listening to this particular episode of The Feeling Station, two main lessons came out. One, the first one being fall in love with how you're treated. Because if somebody values you, they will treat you right. It's obvious who was treating you right here. Mm-hmm. Right? Job mm-hmm. was treating you the way that you deserved to be treated. And what you're yep. basically saying is that if somebody treats you like that, cherish them. Because they are the real yep. deal. Mm-hmm. And yes. then your second lesson was good boys ain't fun. <laughs> But bad boys ain't good. And I think that is even more obvious, you know, especially with the dancer guy. And the muscle man seems like he was okay. Um, doesn't sound like he was really a bad guy or somebody who was into you and you guys were just having you fling and he gave you a good head. Yeah. But the good boys bit, I've heard this over and over and over again. And, you know, I, I just don't know how that's going to work for good guys. You know, you just have to secretly hope that somebody falls in love with you who treats you and values you the way that you're, you're supposed to be. Valued. Mm-hmm. And same goes for good girls. Yeah. You know, there are yeah. some really, really good girls out there who for some reason, you know, some guys may feel they're no fun. But if somebody doesn't take care of them the right way, those good girls will go and the bad guys will be left with nothing else to hang on that's to. True. Right. That's so. True. I'm going to catch you on part two of this. I'll give you a shout um, probably sometime next week for us to touch yeah. base. But I really, really, really want to hear more about the story. You've got loads to talk about, Jafina. Thank you so much for your story. Okay, you're welcome. Happy to share. Yeah, and thank you for those who've joined this episode of The Feeling Station. I hope I catch you in next weekend's episode where Jafina and I are going to continue this story about what happened with her and what karma did to her and Dancer Boy. You've been listening to another episode of The Feeding Station. I'm your host, Tinto, and I look forward to catching you in next week's episode. Peace. Rudoi motoru no toku jiziru amai Jiziru amai Love is a dying Rudoi motoru no toku jiziru amai